0: Hello, I'm Claire from Wild Ginger Running, the trail and ultra running YouTube channel. And this is the podcast version of my weekly live chat with an athlete, coach or other running expert. The link to the original film on YouTube is in the show notes. Check out my Instagram and YouTube channel for more training advice, inspiration and gear reviews. Everything is Wild Ginger Running and my blog is wildgingerunning.co.uk. Support me on Patreon if you enjoy this free advice at patreon.com slash wildgingerrunning. Enjoy this podcast and see you next week for more.
1: Hello, good evening.
2: Good evening.
1: And welcome to another Scotney takeover of Wild Ginger Running. And we're here, yes, at the later time, eight o'clock. We hope you've not been sat here since half past seven waiting for us to arrive. We did announce that we're here at eight o'clock tonight, uh, but it's great to be back. And have we got a guest tonight?
2: Amazing guest.
1: We have, <laughs> yeah, one of, um, I know we often kind of call Ultra Runner legends, um, but we do have what I would say is one of the kind of, yeah, just top blokes uh, of Ultra Running, a, a legend in himself who's done some amazing races i mean we think of ultra running as running a far distance but this guy is absolutely <laughs> yeah,
2: he's, he's doing that he, he's taking
1: it to the nth degree so who's that i'm gonna i don't know why we always hand this over to you to announce the guest <laughs> i don't know why i'm always doing this tonight
2: we are chatting to dan lawson who is um hello dan <laughs> who is there Hi, <laughs> yeah. hello dan.
1: We're about, where are you at the moment Ooh.
3: Where am I yeah. exactly? You want to know? I'm actually in my daughter's bedroom in her flat because, like, we we live in a van, and uh, but the internet's a bit patchy, so. I, i've come i've come to here so i don't, um, I don't keep dropping out yeah i appreciate so. that we did have lizzie and, and, hawker a few months
2: ago who was kind of up in some mountain hut and we did have some internet problems with
3: that yeah so. yeah it is a bit patchy and apologies because that eight o'clock time is my fault yeah hey. and, and no no we're, 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 we're more than no, happy no i it. said but it's because i've been uh i've just come out of a hot yoga session as well so um and rushed here to 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 my daughters yeah so yeah oh, well All thank you though, so much yeah. for
2: making the effort thank you
3: really for a appreciate- wonderful introduction oh, well wow, yeah. we haven't even <laughs> so mentioned up. about
2: the sort of things that you do we're very yeah. unprofessional at actually giving the intro <laughs> because we know who our guests are <laughs> but i mean yeah we're here to talk about um the jog <laughs> which you did last year now wasn't it
3: um, yeah. Running
2: from Land's End to John Groats and we've also put in the show notes that uh, the link to Dave McFarlane's film called Breaking 10 which is breaking 10 days for the um, for the record. Well, we're calling you the record holder. We're, we're going with
1: that. We're going record holder, yeah. So we, we might come on to yeah. The, the Yeah, there
3: is a, some dispute, isn't there? Uh, it's an interesting subject. Yeah. There is. Yeah. But, but yeah. you've
1: not only just done... Le Jog, Land's End to John O'Groats, for those who maybe don't know what we're talking about when we say Le Jog. You've you've also podiumed at 24-hour running at the European Championships, haven't you? You've won that, (laughs) that's what I mean, you podiumed that there. You've won Grand Union Canal. You have got a, a huge array of results to your name. And you've done some crazy stuff on treadmills as well. Is that right?
3: Hmm. Yeah, I I did spend a week on a treadmill. Yeah, a good few years ago. And, and yeah, it was it was probably one of the worst things I've ever done. Yeah, it, was, it, it, was, you know, it was awful. It was it was to raise money for um, a charity I was working for at the time. And yeah I think the record was five hundred and twenty odd miles in a week, so not not massive, not you know very doable if you if you you know you were happy to to be on a treadmill for that long but yeah it was it was awful it really was terrible yeah because like part of the reason especially i run and I think all of us run is to get that that headspace and that kind of flow state and that that meditation but it just doesn't seem it didn't seem possible on a on a treadmill, it was completely different. Um, I hadn't run much on a treadmill before, but yeah, it was it was oh, it was painful. It was really bad like and painfully I painfully mentally
2: I, rather than physically
3: or both. Uh, mentally, yeah, I could. I just couldn't. I, I sometimes I find it quite easy like to float away to like into Narnia and stuff when I when I'm running, but I just couldn't zone out on that treadmill. I don't know. It was there were certain things that for one that screen in front of you the whole time with the miles just kind of ticking like like one tenth of a mile, one you know, just going was 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 horrible and and it was all in, in the public view as well. It was in like a marquee in the middle of Brighton. So there was constantly people coming in and just asking the same questions like how are your legs how far you gone (laughs) like and it was just I don't just really started doing my head in on the last day on the last day, I had two other treadmills beside me and people would come and run. But on the last day, I made them turn my treadmill round. So I was up facing the wall and I wasn't looking. So no one could ask me anything or look, or look at me, which is, oh, yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't recommend that to anyone. It was. Um, it was pretty hideous, but but it's something that I, it's really nice because it is an experience that I can draw upon sometimes. Like at the end of races and stuff, I can like I I have gone back in my head and thought, well, I did that and I was feeling awful and it was terrible. So I can do this. It's it's yeah. So so maybe it was worthwhile and we did raise a little bit of money as well. So yeah. But never again. Yeah. <laughs> but then
2: I, you know, I hate. To say, I can understand completely that that sounds awful, trying to run on a treadmill in that. But then when I'm watching the film of you running the jog, you're like, by some really busy roads in awful weather. And to me, that seems just as hard to find that flow and that space. Or is there just something so different with being outside?
3: I think, yeah, well, I think when I run, there's something, there really is something completely different about being outside. And there's... For me, it's that kind of, oh, it's when the blue sky, when the green of the trees and the of the grass hit that contrast with the blue sky. It's some some sort of like resonation that really, I don't know, it just, it works for me. yeah. And the roads on the jog are, are very busy, they're A roads, but... It, you can make a decision to look at the road and pay attention to the traffic, or look to your left, and and the the backdrop of the countryside is is amazing and it's beautiful. I mean, the the A nine is a is a hideous, busy like road like with angry lorry drivers, but you're winding your way through the the Cairngorms and the the like the backdrop is is amazing. So I, it's like I suppose it's what you choose to. Um, you can choose where you want to be on your run, but on a treadmill you didn't have that choice. You were just there was no outside. You couldn't even see the sky because I was I was under a marquee. I think that really affected um, my yeah my state of mind yeah whilst I was running.
2: So next time, gazebo with sides open rather than in a in yeah like a
3: marquee. convertible convertible gazebo <laughs> or even. <laughs> Yeah, like on the back that of a alone. flatbed truck or something being driven <laughs> around or,
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Long. That'll be I, I yeah. Mean, we did we did have Mimi Anderson on a few months ago talking to her about some of the crazy stuff she's done and she was talking about her treadmill world champ world record she went on and how horrific they were. And, mm. Yeah, no, I think she was yeah.
2: people watching in a shopping centre on her um, but, but she treadmill. Did, she did yeah. bash
1: her toe, didn't she, at some point, and it was but she ended up having a bit of a She few ended miles.
2: up getting off the treadmill, going outside and
3: screaming, I think, and then coming, coming back, back on. on. Yeah. yeah, but it, it it is that thing as well. It I mean that sort of thing happens as you well know, it, in lots of races you get a chance to release that. I ran the um the Thames Path the other day, like 100 miles in the Thames Path, and I hadn't run a race for a while, and I quite enjoyed that. You do a lot of shouting at no one when you're out on your own on, on one of those one of those races, and and you have the chance to because you're in places where there's no one else around at all. But yeah, it was that constant. There was always someone constantly there watching you. A li- I mean, a little bit like the the 24 hour races and uh, 24 hour track races, where again you're you're kind of being watched the whole time, and it's yeah, it's harder to have those moments where you can just shout at, at, at the wind or shout at the rain or because i i do i, I do that a lot yeah i quite enjoy I mean, it yeah but. we didn't
1: we didn't i mean we said you kind of won the european chance but you have run how many times you ran for great britain now
3: at, uh p- 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 i don't know four or five maybe yeah,
1: four yeah. Or five yeah GBAs. and a lot of those races are quite short looped courses aren't they some of the 24 hour So is that again quite similar? to like like you were just saying there, being on the treadmill. You know, you're you're stuck in that continuous loop. You know. Yeah, it's. Yeah,
3: there's less of a. There's less of a flow to it. There's less of a. I don't like a meaning to it. If you know what I mean. When you run those A to B races, they're they're beautiful because they are. There are they're journeys and they are journeys because you are running from one point to, to another point, you know. And if you run a race like with a history as well, like the Spartathlon where you're mm-hmm. running, like you're following in the footsteps of a historical, they're, they're even more wonderful journeys and there's a real meaning and a flow to them. But yeah, when you're just running round and round a track, it is a journey in your mind and in your like the whole thing, but it's, yeah, it's it's harder for your mind to um, convince yourself you should carry on because it's like, like, why are you doing this? We're just running round and round. And um, yeah, they, I think they're much harder. The 24 hour races are, and we say it a lot about ultra running that um, it, the 24 hours races are more mental than physical, like much, much more mental than physical. And I think, I'd go as far to say that um, the 24-hour race is like a real, real ultra run. Like the A to B races are more like adventures and and fun. But like real, I'd say like real ultra running comes in those in those mental challenges on those on those 24-hour races. Like the first, the, the, the first kind of race. I mean, then you might do 48 hours, six day, that sort of thing. But yeah, the, the first sort of race where it, it is just it's so much more mental and physical yeah
2: Yeah, I think Mm. when I've been on the the ultras and you can have that mantra like even however tough it is it's like well the quicker you go the sooner this will be over but when I've done the looped courses obviously it's kind of it really is up to you to keep going
3: as fast as you can Mm -hmm. because
2: otherwise like you could walk and the race would still be the same
3: duration (laughs) yeah yeah it's right because it is I mean running those sort of distances as you know it's it's a constant battle with you and your and your mind and convincing your mind that it's a good you know it it, there's a point to what you're doing because your mind's always telling you to stop isn't it and and on the A to B races yeah it's easy it's an easy conversation with your mind to have saying right if I run faster I'm going to get to the end quicker and then it's finished quicker so it's it's like a You know, we all have those conversations, don't we, in our head. It's like kind of bribing a toddler, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it's exactly like that. Yeah, and the 24-hour, there's no 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 argument. (laughs) Like, you can't. It's like, well, if you run faster, you're actually running further. And it's like there's nothing. Yeah, it's really difficult because there is no argument to, to, to run faster and to keep on running and to... Yeah, and every kilometre, there's your aid station where you can, you know, where it's easy to stop and easy to, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I was, it's the World 24-Hour Championships this year. And um, I think they announced the team today and I decided to not put my name forward for it because I I feel like, I, I don't know, I, I haven't had enough of the 24-hour format, but I... I've I've lost a bit of that excitement it was inside my. Yeah, maybe I have had enough of the 24. <laughs> I don't know. You might come I, back. Is, is that, have we got
1: a scoop here? Is this mean we've got. Right, Dan Lawson
3: breaking. is switching to 10Ks only. Yeah, it's not 10Ks. I will go back to 24s because I still don't feel. I I really the the format has beaten me. It's consistent. I've got lucky a couple of times, and I, I've I've managed to run like okay like times and distances. But I've I've never consistently run three like good ones in a row, and and it's off. It's always been something I wanted to do, like just run three good ones in a row, and I, I haven't managed to do it. So I I don't feel like. I've had the upper hand on that <laughs> on the 24 um, hour format.
2: When you so sort of think that you've had bad ones, what's what's been the
3: problem, or what's gone wrong, or? Um... I haven't. The problem is I haven't been. I mean, to be completely honest, every time I've stopped in 24 hour race is because my mind hasn't been strong enough. There's always an excuse, you know, like oh, like my knee was a bit injured or. Or I had stomach problems. I was going to say the stomach problem. I <laughs> yeah. believe at the end of the day, if your mind is strong enough, that sort of stuff is never, you know, if you've got a strong mind, you can throw up projectile vomit on the side of the track and carry on running. And if you've got a strong mind and injury doesn't affect you, you can carry on going. So, yeah, the times I've stopped, I've just not wanted to carry on that's why it's it's, a, it's as simple as that and because I, I haven't been I haven't been strong enough mentally to convince myself convince my mind to that keep me running so yeah I'd love to be able to do three in a row above 250k but yeah I haven't I haven't managed it yeah so, it's uh I mean we're getting kind of
1: ahead of ourselves and something I mean it'd be interesting to find out how did you get into these kind of 20 so we kind of jumped onto that kind of 550 miles on a treadmill and i know for a bit of our research that you did a half marathon at a very young age and then left running for quite a while played football for a bit and then running came to you kind of was it mid to late 20s you suddenly found brighton and london marathon you started doing marathons
3: oh i think it was later than that i think it was more mid to late 30s maybe yeah yeah i think it was i played football for like 20 years yeah and and Loved it, yeah. I was never that good, but I had a good engine, yeah. So um yeah, and then, then just went back to running. I got a little bit bored of football and went and went back to running. So yeah, and the twenty four hour racing, like how did I get into that? I just I entered a twenty-four hour I didn't know anything about it. I entered the twenty-four hour racing in Gloucester. Um just because I was looking for a race to do around that time, like, and I saw that, oh wow, they do 24 hours around the track. I'll, I'll try that out, and yeah, I tried it out, and it just that, unbeknownst to me, got the like GB qualifying distance. And um, Richard Brown, who was the manager um, at the time of the GB, got in touch with me, and then. Yeah, and then I went to a, a world championships, and that was just me. Not, I mean, not hooked on twenty fours, but I, <laughs> yeah, I started running like a few more of them after then. So it was kind of by chance. Yeah.
2: So going into Gloucester. You had no idea what the qualifying distance was, and it was. No, I didn't. I didn't even know
3: it was a thing. I yeah, didn't even know it you know was, was a GB team. Team.
1: <laughs> No, no. Had you done no. an ultra before? Had you run like
3: twelve? Yeah, miles? I don't. Um, yeah, I, I'd run a couple, maybe like a, maybe like a hundred miler, um, and I'd just run a, a, a race in the mountains. I wanted to go to UTMB, but I just felt I needed to do, it wasn't the greatest training for UTMB, was it? 24 hours <laughs> around the like track. the week before or something, like a lot of <laughs> No, it was just, there was a gap when I think, oh, I need to do a race, and I just, I just found this one, and, and probably it was Probably because it was quite cheap, because they are cheaper to run the the like the the track the twenty four one. So I just thought, oh, well, I might as well, yeah, I'll try and do this and yeah, so yeah. And I remember my pacing was hideous. I remember like running around this track, and I think my first marathon was that sub three hours on the. <laughs> I remember shouting to Charlotte, who was um, at the time yeah was crewing me, and again was quite new to the whole crewing thing. I was saying to, him, I'm going too fast. I was just shouting. out, I'm going way too fast, but I couldn't, I couldn't stop. But I, I think <laughs> I'd never run on a track before, and I'd quite, I was quite enjoying how bouncy it felt on the on the track. Um, yeah, it was quite, it was quite a funny day. Uh, and Charlotte was new to the crew, and I always, we always remember the story. She came out to give me a like a drink or something at two in the morning, and she, and then she promptly fell asleep for like three or four hours in lane three and four just like face down <laughs> yeah, lane three and four <laughs> always a reminder of that but um, yeah. like a, a, <laughs> body, a body in the way like an
1: obstacle making it like, like a people chase race uh, there's something to kind of jump over there wow that's a uh, great hour, oh, we're kind of dan's frozen a little bit there. i hope we've not lost it well it's not us what we've lost our wi- wi-fi there um, if you are watching this live at the moment, you can kind of send Dan a question uh, for us on YouTube here and we'll ask it to Dan. We're going to be very shortly um, about the amazing film kind of Breaking 10 Days, um, which is a phenomenal run along the land's end to Jana Groats route, which uh, Dan has done. Hopefully we'll, we'll get him back very shortly. Um, we'll try and ping him a message. Maybe something's gone wrong on his... Uh, his Wi-Fi or connection. So so if you are watching it, have any questions, get get them into us now. And uh, I'm sure we're going to continue hearing some kind of entertaining stories of kind of occurring for Dan. Um, if you have watched a film already and you want to ask a question from the film as well, so yeah, yeah get those questions in. Um, oh, I think we, we've lost Dan. I'm <laughs> going to try and bring him back now. Um, let's see if we can... Uh... <laughs> Alive. Sorry about this. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear
2: us Thanks, Paul, for letting us know that it was hello. Us. Yeah.
1: We hello.
3: lost
2: you a minute, Dan.
3: Yeah, I lost you. you just got all frozen on my screen. Yeah. <laughs> but, um,
1: we're still waiting for you to reconnect
3: on um, on yeah, here.
1: There yeah. you go, and we'll, we'll, bring, we'll bring you yeah. back back into the show. Oh, we need to get out yeah. Smaller. Excellent. I think maybe because we're just all having a good laugh about. Um <laughs> Charlotte kind of uh, being the crew there for you. So, mm-hmm. did, so when you when you did that twenty four hour, did you have like a, a planned food slash event? Had you kind of been thinking, right, this is what I'm gonna need twenty four hours, or was that pretty much all like
3: with Charlotte falling
1: asleep in the in the lane a bit Um Oof. I
3: no. I I mean I can't really remember, but I yeah, I think I'm no, definitely not because I I, I can't remember I've never been quite good at planned food strategies, and uh, with the GB team, um, we have to give them a like a, a food strategy, like a I don't know, a few weeks before we do the race. But yeah, mine's just pure fabrication. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Something to keep in fired. <laughs>
3: just cut and paste someone else's, and. Uh, yeah, it's not a strong point of mine. Uh, nutrition um, and yeah, I mean, I've actually I found in recent times on the on the Le jog, and um, I found like things like drink like it's so much sim- simpler. I use like the Beta Fuel or Morton, so I can just drink and I don't really have to think about anything else. Yeah. Um, so no, I wouldn't have had a nutrition plan, and uh, yeah, I, God knows what I ate or, or try to eat. Probably, probably not much at all. Yeah, it's it's quite a common theme in my races that I, yeah, I, I well, I maybe I plan. I hope that I can eat loads, but I, I run about. 10 or 15 miles and then I'm just not interested in eating at all I find it really hard to eat whilst I'm whilst I'm running so that's why those, those kind of drinks help out because I can drink but um yeah I really don't want to eat yeah and I don't know about you but I find like you know when you're talking about on the treadmill um like being able to zone out and being able to get into a nice kind of state it I find when you're it, I can do that so much easier if all I'm doing is running and that really means like all I'm doing is running. So if I'm having to think about drinking a certain, certain amount each hour or eating something every 15 minutes, it kind of takes me out of that, out of that state. I'd always I'd rather just run and yeah, not have to worry about anything else at all. So yeah, that's kind of like my default setting. So I always go into that, but um yeah, that's why people like Robbie are very good alongside me on the on the Le jog because he's just there pestering me to to eat the whole time. And, and although it, it can be really annoying, it is, it, it it works. You know, and you yeah, you do need to get fuel in, don't you? Otherwise, you uh, you do get to some serious like bonking states. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So so you've been doing these twenty four hour races. So when did Le jog? come on the radar
3: uh yeah le jog as always um so richard brown is uh uh who was uh, uh one of the previous record holders of of le jog he's now um 70 odd richard and it, i mean he he's a legend um in ultra running as is his wife who's run over 200, 100 milers, Sandra, Sandra Brown. I mean, she's amazing. Um, and he would tell me stories about his the jog or joggle attempt. And it was always – he's been a real great, like, mentor for me. Like, um, always someone let had my back and always someone I could speak to and talk to about about races and stuff. So it it always – I always wanted to try and, um, yeah, attempt the joggle, see – to see how, you know, close I could get to Richard's record and, and not, not, to, not even to beat his record, but more in honour of, like, how he's helped me when, with my ultra running sort of thing. So, yeah, it's something I've always, always wanted to do, yeah. Yeah, because,
1: I mean, it's, it's got a big history, is not it, at the a jog? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know if we said at the beginning interview, but like when we were talking beforehand, there is a bit of contention over the record, isn't there? um yeah and that uh, there's, there's one record which is which beat richard's kind of by day, mm-hmm. wasn't it It was kind so of this
2: is andy rivet
1: yeah andy rivet because um richard was 10 hours t- sorry 10 days two hours wasn't it yeah. and and then andy rivet did nine out nine days two hours
2: mm-hmm.
1: um yeah there's some contention on whether or not he did because of how it was ratified um, because obviously, in that, when those guys did it, was that in the late eighties, early nineties?
3: I think it was in the late eighties. Yeah, the, the record was kind of being passed between Richard and uh, Don Ritchie mm. at the time. I mean, Don Ritchie, it's hard. I mean, he he must be the best ultra runner we've uh, like Britain's ever produced. Yeah, and it was kind of being passed between those two, and I think Richard took it from from Don Ritchie, and then maybe. A year or so later, um, Andy attempted it, and yeah, and took a day. Well, according to him, took a, took a day off Richard's um, Richard's time. And I mean, I don't know Andy and I, but all I know is I've looked at um, uh, Will Copple and Andy Milroy, who are very up on on all of the kind of older records, have have sent me loads and loads of documentation and, and reports about. You know Andy's attempt, and it seems more and more unlikely that Andy could have could have done that time. Not everything's possible, you know. I believe that any athlete, any runner, on their day can can do amazing things. But it just seems more and more unlikely that he he may have, have set that time. That that he he was an ultra runner and he was okay, but he wasn't Don Ritchie, and he beat Don Ritchie and Richard Brown's time by. By a day you know he's um, that's I don't know it, it, it's a crazy it like Giannis scores would would have struggled to, um, to to beat that nine days uh, two hours time so you know he may he may well have done it but um, if I was a betting man and I was putting money on the fact that he did or he didn't I think I'd go for the he didn't you know so um, yeah
1: yeah and I think a lot a lot of the kind of fans and followers of the jog, even myself um, as you say, you look at the pedigree, even of even if you, you, yourself, um, you say Don Ritchie, yeah, you know, you've all got that pedigree, you've all got that level of international running results to kind of back your performance up going into to doing such an event um, and then, you know, getting such a quick time on it. And yeah, and we're not here to talk about Andy River tonight, but yeah, it does kind of, Mm-hmm. And there's even some question marks over the validation as well, isn't it? Because, you know, now we have GPS tracing, open tracking, it, you mm-hmm. can record a lot easier. You can tell if people are kind of fiddling it, Even you know, um, what's his name He got caught out trying to go across... Um, America, well, um, yeah, yeah, um, because they found its cadence was wrong but there's even a trying to keep a band really slow but mm-hmm. you know technology will catch you out ultimately but in those days yeah there wasn't the technology and they're relying on people's reports and stuff and, and there just seems holes in it doesn't ever it? It doesn't seem like a really strong cemented you know yeah of account of what he did
3: yeah but you know it is it is it is possible to beat that time, but but what you need is you need nine you need nine perfect days. You know when you, like when you have that race when you go you go out and you have that perfect race and everything goes brilliantly and at the end you're like oh my god that was you know that wasn't we all dream of that perfect yeah. race. You need nine of those in consecutive days for it for yeah. for, you, for it to happen. So it can happen. I mean like. Leicester City won the premiership, yeah? but it it's like it, it's it's unusual that that could happen, you know because well i mean so it was my second attempt last year and the first attempt i i tried i tried i was going out to try and beat andy's andy's mark of nine days uh, nine days two hours or whatever, mm. and if you have a bad couple of hours you're you're then playing catch up it's really hard you know and then when you're playing catch up and you're you're kind of you're seeing the record slip a bit then you know the your mental state is 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 affected you know and it it really is yeah if you have a bad afternoon you you're in trouble you're not going to do it so yeah
2: so that was in Someone, 2018 that was that you had that attempt with yeah. on that schedule so how far mm-hmm with that and and what did that look like at the end when you were pulling out
3: um it, yeah I, I got to I went the other way around so I started in John of groats and I got to uh I think I got to Bridgewater so that's just like below Bristol or something mm-hmm. um I don't know how far that was or, or how far I had to go um I mean it was pretty close to the end but a long long way away it was also like um, we're all tracking you. then. <laughs> And, yeah, I just, I went for Andy's record and I just wasn't good enough to to set, you know, to, to beat that nine days, two hours. I just put, yeah, I think I put too much into it. And by the time I got to Bridgewater, I was, yeah, you know, I was fucked. So, um, yeah, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't going to happen. So, um, yeah. It it just didn't happen on on that occasion, yeah. I kind of, um, like, I don't know what was happening inside me, but my, like, I was puffing up a lot, like, my skin and my face and, um, like, my fingers and were were really, like, I was, like, retaining water and it was quite weird, yeah, and really, like, yeah, becoming quite enlarged everywhere, yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, but it was fun.
2: How um, yes. how long did that last? From when you stopped, was it a fairly quick recovery, or or was that something that caused some problems
3: for a while? So the actual water retention caused a few problems because it just meant I was pissing for like three days or something like constantly afterwards. But um, but I think actual recovery from that from that effort, uh, oh man, I think it 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 was months. It was months before I feel like I could. Like wake up in the morning and, and go out for a run and say, Yeah, yeah, um yeah, I feel good again. You know? It was it was months and months of run for two days and feel real good and then have a massive like slump on the you know, run on Monday, run on Tuesday, feel good, and then on Wednesday feel absolutely dreadful and then um yeah, it took ages. And maybe I just pushed a bit too to, I don't know too much on that one because recovery from the second one, where well, I went a bit further, but um, I <laughs> suppose you went the whole distance. <laughs> you know, just go a bit further. Was it uh, was better? Was that much much better? It wasn't too dissimilar to you know running a like a longer ultra. So yeah, I, I think some. Yeah, I must have done. I never went to see a doctor or anyone, uh, but. <laughs> I think I must have done, you know, something must have gone a little bit wrong inside me for that for that first one, yeah, because it did take a long time to recover.
1: And so after you had to pull out at Bridgewater, was there still the desire that this can still, still be done, I can still do this?
3: Uh, yeah, probably not initially. I think I, like, just... I um, didn't really think about it for a year. I don't know what I did in the year in between. Maybe there was another like 24-hour champs or something. But you know, like slowly, 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 as days went by, I, yeah, I started thinking, I, I you know, I want to do that. I want to go back and do that again. I need to complete it. I need to, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, it was, it was important for me that I went back and, and completed it. Yeah, and not even. Not even completed it and like beat Richard's record or beat a record. Just completed it, (laughs) and in my head, completing it. That's why one of the reasons why I started from Lands End the other time round because at least I, even if things went wrong, at least I might get the first two days done so I could almost like add on the two days from the second attempt to the seven days from the first attempt and say that I have run. The length of the country. I was yeah. going to ask, be... like, what is
2: the decision-making of going from Land's End to John O'Groats or the other way around? Like, what are the facts <laughs>
3: that yeah, you take? Yeah, a little care? bit. So the first time round, I was convinced I was running downhill. because <laughs> Just running back it, home-ish. Yeah, and running back home as well, because I think that makes a difference. Yeah, it does, although home, it's still quite away from home, Land's <laughs> End. But um, the second time round. Yeah, it was a little bit of that. I wanted to I wanted to do the first bit. But also, like predominantly the wind is southwesterly, so Mm. predominantly the wind is gonna be if it's windy, the chances are it should be behind you. So like the first time I ran it, I did remember a lot of the time like the rain being in my face and the wind being in my face. So um yeah, so that was the plan. And I think I think all the records have been broken, uh like Le Jog, Lanz Enter mm-hmm. John O'Groats' way round. Yeah. yeah
2: and in terms of the planning it just seems absolutely huge I was just like, ask this. not only your crew and everything but like even the route like it's not a set route you can pick mm-hmm. you just have to get from you know that signpost at the bottom to the signpost at so the top so you didn't
1: you didn't copy and
3: paste yeah. on
1: this well, is no like let, let, let's do, kind of wing it and bodge how it the or... hell did
3: you know a... right so let me explain because the first time round it was just simply google maps walking route and uh, uh, yeah avoid um,
2: motorways and tolls and, and
3: <laughs> yeah but right so I explain a little bit about what I love about running like I I really enjoy the simplicity of running and the fact that I can just get out of the door like I was saying like we were talking about earlier that like especially when the sun's out that you just need a pair of trainers and if the sun's out you just need a pair of shorts you can run bare chested and it's so simple and I don't enjoy I really don't enjoy the planning side of, of, of things like that. So I'm I'm just not interested in planning a route, on planning nutrition, on looking at spreadsheets. Some runners really like that. And I think some runners, it's part of their journey and it's part of their, like, <laughs> speaking to like John Kelly, speaking to John Kelly and understanding what he does. But, yes, yeah, some runners really like that. But I just hate it it seems like i'm back at school so <laughs> uh, this time around i was just incredibly lucky to have um robbie robbie britain um most importantly robbie britain in the planning uh yeah and then other crew like charlotte and mick and, and richard brown and dave who did the filming as well because they did all of that for me. <laughs> you they really outsourced did. it. <laughs> yeah, I completely outsourced it, yeah. And I think Robbie explains it really well. Robbie, they just, their job is enablers, that's what he says. So they just enable me just to yeah. run and not think about anything else. And, and they were, yeah, they were brilliant. So, yeah, the route, and, yeah, so it was all done by meticulously by Robbie, like, Looking over the route and zooming in on Google Maps and checking that, that you know, the, the routes we were going down were, were okay for us. And yeah, so I did absolutely nothing. Yeah. But,
2: but, then, <laughs> so,
1: so, but then how did that feel? Maybe this is me just having a bit of a panic because I'm a, bit down, of a, bit of a, a, a spreadsheet kind of geek. And, control. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I like trying control as much as I possibly can going into a race or an event. But we've kind of given that control to other people. And, and in, in the film, I think you do joke with, like, Charlotte, when you're leaving Kendall. she says, like, oh, it's only eight miles or something. It's actually 16 miles up to Shap, or something. <laughs> but ha- how did that then feel, not always maybe having that control, or were you just, like, right, this is just about putting one foot in front of the other and being in that environment?
3: Yeah, I I don't feel like I, I feel um, I've... I suppose it's about trust, isn't it? Yeah. Like that, my, the crew um, and our team for the, for the joggle, they're just, they're brilliant people who I, you know, who, who I trust. I completely trust. And, um, yeah, and they've got my back. They're like, they're, they're in charge of that. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and Robbie's, yeah, I completely trust Robbie's view. And also, like, I'm so shit at um like navigation and planning that yeah if I did it I it would be I don't know I'd be more anxious if I did it because it would just be an absolute shit show so um so Robbie had the navigation and then he did he cycle
2: the whole way with you and was was navigating like that
3: yeah Rob was pretty much with me the whole way there's there's stretches in Scotland on the A9 where it's really dangerous for um for him to be alongside me it's it's just you know it's just not worth it for him to be cycling slowly along a dual carriageway. so um Richard at times would cycle with me, but i Robbie was always Robbie knows what I'm like at navigation and also. There was when Richard was cycling alongside me. They were watching the tracker, and we were constantly like going off on little wrong detours and stuff. So um, yeah, so pretty much, pretty much, uh, Rob was there uh, for uh, yeah, good, good 90% of the thing, doing the the slowest cycle of Land's End to Johno boats uh, ever. He's got, he's got that record yeah. now. SKT. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In SKT. I mean, talking about detours because because in, in the
1: in the film. Um, And I mean, we we were watching your tracker as you was going up sort of thing. So we didn't always maybe see those bits. But in the film, it talks about, was it an 18 mile detour you had to take coming out of Ludlow or something like that? Because of roads and roadworks or you had to
3: suddenly backtrack or was that just the driving crew? I I think we were quite lucky that time. I think the driving crew had to do a lot of Uh, detours. Yeah, there was a lot of times when they had to. There was a couple of detours where there was roadworks on the A9 where we had to go um yeah. we had to go we had to go out a little bit but I tr- I tend not to worry like even the best things just not to think about that and just to go because if I start to realize that we're doing an ex- even like an extra three or 4k in in a day it it starts to play on your on your mind doesn't it so I mean all you can do is just like you say just put one foot in front of the other and just get to the finished at the end at the end of that day so yeah i think i think we were okay we probably did a couple of detours for roadworks but i think yeah charlotte and mick and uh they were doing a lot more it was much harder for them to uh to get around the roadworks than it was for us yeah
1: and talking about keeping putting one foot in front of you i've got people who are joining us live on on youtube and john parkin has um asked a question and he's asked um do you have one thing that you say to yourself when you want to stop that helps you decide to carry on?
3: Um, what my one thing on uh, there was nothing I was saying to myself, but the one thing I did differently on the on the second attempt, to, uh, uh, the Land's End Journal quotes was was just simply not to stop moving, like I I. I would run, and if I if I was at the van to get a drink or something to eat, I'd walk and eat it, but not for long. So I just wouldn't let myself stop. So it was just it was literally relentless forward motion the whole time because I I find if I my my like if I do stop, then it let it lets it my mind senses a weakness. You know what I mean? And then it will it will try and I'll try and like I'll stop more often and, but if if I know that like, I'm not stopping at all I'm just I'm just constantly moving until I get to the finish then that that seems to work yeah there's not there's not one there's not like a mantra in my mind but it's just yeah I just physically don't stop yeah
1: but do because because one of the things you talk about in the film as well and I think you're quite is about Buddhism and a kind of mindfulness and you you talk about the silence as well like even in the busy roads that you you you, you still hear silence so do you find that yourself maybe going into those more mindfulness moments so it's not about having a mantra but it's more about that kind of mindset
3: yeah I think you're right it's uh, a lot what I yeah the state I love to get in when I'm running is more of a yeah it's more like a oneness and the last day of that joggle was a it was it was really tough, but it was really beautiful in the fact that I really felt like a, a huge oneness with with everything around me. It was wonderful with the with the massive like blue sky and uh, like the countryside around. It really felt like we were like completely like resonating with it with with the same uh, bars as the same song. It was yeah. I did I did feel yeah. Completely at one with everything, and I think I I I I love it to be able to get to that state because um, you know Robbie would totally disagree. And but when we talk about nutrition, I think I think there's an energy you can draw from like nature itself, and if you can get to that position where you're you know you're resonating the same frequency as the trees, as the countryside, as the as the sky, then then you you can draw down the the energy and the you know that that they get and it's um and it did happen quite a few times on on that joggle which was um yeah which which was beautiful it's it's a beautiful state to get to yeah and i think as runners we're lucky because we can we can cat- catapult ourselves to that kind of state a lot easier than when we're outside in the countryside and we're doing that kind of repetitive movement and our, our heads are naturally clearer from, from being outside and away from the kind of a normal day like rituals in life. Uh,
2: and when you're in that state, are you still feeling the pain or is the pain gone?
3: <laughs> no, I think you're always... Yeah, you're always feeling you're always feeling the pain. The, the one time I had this really odd experience that happened to me. Um it was more of a sleep deprivation thing. I, I ran a um a race in the in the um desert in China called the Ultra Gobi. It was like a four hundred kilometer uh race. And um I at one point towards the finish i'd maybe been up for like 70 hours with no sleep and stuff and towards the finish i i i floated out of my body and um i was watching myself i was out of my body and like watching myself run and that was the one it that was amazing because all the pain and everything just completely uh disappeared and it was it was a fantastic experience and i was like oh my god that if you can if you can start a race and go straight up into the air and just look at your you'll absolutely fly but (laughs) i i I think i've heard Yannis corvis talk about getting into that that state before yeah but um so you just need to
2: not sleep for 70 hours before the race starts to try and work your way into that state (laughs)
3: <laughs> Either that, or some very strong acid. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> oh. And John, John Parson, you asked a question about the mantra. He said that he he saw you briefly on the A nine when you was doing the jog, um, when you stopped for a sleep near the end. And he's a fellow West Ham fan as well.
3: Yes, yeah. He shouted out. I remember very well. Yeah. Wake you up. Remember? And yeah, he, I it, felt it, really bad because that was the. It was one time my relentless forward motion had stopped, and yeah, and uh, yeah, and John turned up to run with me, and I really wasn't uh, in a, I really didn't feel like a, a run at that particular point in time. So apologies that, um, <laughs> that that didn't happen, and thanks for turning up. Yeah. We also <laughs> had,
2: that leads into another question that we've got. Yeah, I think um, from R.A. George who's in Dubai and says hello but he says, do you take any power naps to get yourself recharged? So it sounds like you just powered on through until you stopped each day on the jog. Yeah,
1: because there is a clip in the film mm-hmm. where you sleep on the verge, don't you? Where Rob is like, mm-hmm. "And's going to be a bit further up but you're almost just like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going down here on the verge for a little bit
3: yeah i i do power nap um sometimes yeah I, that was on the last day and i got i don't know you get to the point uh sometimes you can feel like you know um like when people are talking and their voices go a little bit and you're and you're a little bit wobbly and i think at that point it was when they were talking to me it, it was sound was very distorted and uh and i felt a little bit wobbly but So I said, yeah, so literally I think it was two minutes. I got them to time two minutes. And it's amazing what seems – I don't know if you've Mm. done it, but what seems to happen in your head, it's almost like you have two minutes of this frantic kind of uh, like, weird, like kind of lucid dream type state. And it's almost like your brain – like sorts everything you know like when you go to sleep and it's almost like your brain sorts everything out that's happened in the day and it's almost like your brain does it in those in those two minutes And you don't really sleep but you just sort stuff i don't know it's almost like your brain sorts stuff out and yeah i find two minutes is enough to do that and you can get up and feel reasonably refreshed well i got up and people's voices weren't going wah 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 <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: uh... <laughs> i mean talking but... about sleep so you handed over the organisation well I don't know if you completely handed over or delegated the organisation of, of, of Le Jog to, to, to Robbie and others but, but did, you obviously had set your points of every day or was it literally let's just try and keep going I just want to try and cover something like 80 to 90 miles a day that's what it kind of seemed like in the film when mum was watching you do it did you just have like a set distance for every day or were you like there's a good lay by here there's a good place to park this would be a good place to finish the day and kind of for a certain time
3: Oh, oh, I think
1: Dan's frozen again. I think Dan's frozen. Oh, no. <laughs> set. Oh, you're back. Brilliant. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry.
3: That's no, okay. I'm oh, back, yeah. You're back. Yeah. Back in the room. No, we always had a set um, distance each day that we wanted to do, yeah. And then, depending on where we got to, it might be another extra mile or a mile, you know, where we could park up, basically. Yeah, I, think, I think that's important. For me, that's important, anyway, to have those, because you – you kind of know there's a set start and there's a set finish and if there's not a set finish you're going to be your mind again is going to try and get you to stop if you just see how far i can run on that day you're never going to run i think might say you're never going to run as far as you as you could you're always going to stop a little bit earlier so i think it was important to have those um those set times, yeah, to finish to or set targets to get to. Yeah. And I think we pretty much did it apart from that second to the last day. And there was one day when they wanted me to go a little bit further, but I I was adamant that I think we should just like stick to the schedule sort of thing. So um yeah. And if I I think I'd try and do the same thing if I run a six-day race again, I think I'll try and set like targets for for each day that I get to, and then have a little rest, and then and then get up and and do the same thing again. It seems to work.
1: And how late in the day were you finishing then? Because it looked quite dark, like kind of was it ten o'clock, eleven o'clock time?
3: Well, I don't think it was. Uh, um I don't think it was that late. I think obviously at the start I'm a little bit quicker and. Uh, maybe it was more like 8.30, but maybe towards the end, maybe it was like yeah, 10.30, 10.30 at night. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to remember. <laughs> it
1: but was getting up early in the morning as well, though, weren't you? I mean, in the film, again, it's kind of like five o'clock where you're starting most mornings.
3: Yeah, I think five most mornings. I think the last day we started at four. Um, yeah, yeah, you might as well. I mean, it's not really that much time. Like there's a there's an optimum amount of sleep, isn't there? And and well not an optimum, but if you sleep too much, um I think it's detrimental in a way. You need to just you just need to sleep enough to get a little bit of recovery and feel a little bit fresher the next day. But if you're yeah, if you're sleeping too much, I always think it's good to get up before it gets light and start running. It it, it feels I don't know, it feels like miles that you you I don't know that you're doing for free as well do you know what I mean like like you're, you get up and start running even though you're tired and you've done two hours before you before you wake up um sort of thing
1: and, and did you have a set kind of routine so when you finished and, and, I, and I I probably kind of could preempt the answer to this but did you have like set meals or like certain food planned like this is what I'm going to want to eat end of every day or was it like Charlotte just
3: I think uh, it just – there wasn't set meals, but I think it just depended on what was around. Like, uh, basically, I was just eating, uh, I think, from fish and chip shops every every night, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was just whatever, whatever was there. Um, there I was bag, like, a
1: 1,000 calories or 500 calories or something like that, just get it in. No,
3: nah. because it – how does that ever work, yeah, when you try and bag 500, like – you can work out what's in a like a, a portion of fish and chips you never eat them all do you and like half of them you throw up and uh, like it's just um yeah, if you are just... doing a jog you might throw them up normally
1: alone, but yeah
2: and were yeah, there any other routines that you had before like was there any massages was it oh, i've got to have a shower that makes me feel better was there anything else that you were doing to help yourself
3: I think um, uh, yeah, I had um, the GB physio came and helped out. He was brilliant, Alan, and he gave me a few massages. But one thing that I was that really helped me was getting in a it was getting in a bath. So when we could hi, like get a hotel one hotel room and getting in a bath was important because i was i was chafed yeah was the
2: most painful thing ever I, 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 shot in the film I, i've had <laughs> oh.
3: chafing in
1: that place this morning got in a shower and know how painful it is watching you get in that bath was like watching something oh. for a film was like i was feeling your pain
3: but it's always better once you do it so oh, I think yeah it, but yeah. it's
1: that initial yeah look, yeah that
3: that look, because,
1: um, yeah i mean you allude to it and if i you know if people were wanting their golf kind of take on, you know, an ultramarathons, and because often people are like, oh, what are your feet like, and want to see you... it looked like you got some pretty nasty chair. I mean, there's no photos of it, thankfully. That would definitely make it extra, no. cheap, wouldn't it? But it sounded like it got pretty.
2: I think when that was getting tended to, I did say that that's a wife's crewing job because I do a bit of crewing for people, and there's certain limits where I probably wouldn't yes. have got involved. In Actually, that
3: they were quite good. I think, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I think everyone helped out with that <laughs> uh, it did get better, like the coconut. I put some coconut oil on and some and it, it it got that's the thing about chafing it It does get better quite rapidly if you um yeah it 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 was it was quite good, but yeah, it was just messy it was just messy down there it was it was horrible and it was it was quite a humid week it was or it was like real muggy, like British weather, and that kind of sweat was just, um, mm. yes, not good for the chafe, is it? Yeah. So it was, um, yeah. I think that one day crossing over the, the the border into Scotland, it was it was it was pretty bad, yeah. But um, yeah, but baths seem to help, yeah. And what a bath would do is, I could get in if I could get in a bath, like pretty soon after finishing, it would it would kind of numb my legs a little bit as well it, they wouldn't hurt as much because i find like the most important thing after you stop running is to um is to kind of accelerate um the time it takes for your like so you stop running but your body doesn't stop running for like another 3 hours like it it, it it's still it still seems like it's moving and it and your legs hurt and it probably takes three hours to like really like calm your legs down before you can get any sleep and the, and the bath seemed to help um, to accelerate that which en- enabled me to get like a little bit of sleep where, where my legs weren't in in too much pain uh,
1: was it hot or cold bath or just kind of regular temperature
3: Depended how I was feeling. Sometimes I got in a ice bath. Yeah, but they're not. They're just horrible. Aren't they? they really are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. You've been running all day, and you just want to. You want to just sit in a hot bath and kind of like slow, like drift away somewhere. And those cut. Car- oh my God, those ice baths are just. <laughs> they're just hideous yeah i don't know i don't know if i do any good do i do any good do I, I uh, but the know.
1: research is, is is a bit mixed a bit bit varied yeah. but so you're saying you're getting up early in the morning to kind of seize the extra bit but did you ever wake up and, and if people watch the film they'll see you definitely i think james stewart says you look like a zombie at, at one point which maybe isn't the most kind of complimentary no, i think that was quite
3: kind but, yeah,
1: but, yeah um but was there any time you woke up in the morning and just went why you know or i've got past bridgewater now
3: what no no i was lucky this time i always no there wasn't one point i did that because it's there's i mean the hardest thing on those on those um like multi-day things is that is the first 20 minutes of running in the morning because you really are Mm. I mean, it's a it's a mess. Like on those six day races as well. When when you get out and you start running, you like you have to you have to walk for a bit, and you can't even walk properly, you know. And then you have to get into a slow kind of run, and, and yeah, you're all over the place. Your legs aren't working. You're in all sorts of pain. You're running gait or whatever. It's just a, it's an absolute mess. But after that twenty minutes or so, when the, I don't know what happens, the blood starts to move around. You can start moving, but that first half an hour is is awful, but no, I never, I never had that thought. And I think a lot of it was due to like when we are talking about how much work like Robbie did, and and you know Mick and Charlotte and Richard who are around. Like y- you can't stop. They they like they've invested so much, like so much time in helping me achieve this goal that I want to achieve and, and, uh, yeah, it would be disrespectful to them to, uh, to, I think to stop. And I always had, yeah, I, I always, yeah, I never had a thought that I, I, I wanted to stop, especially in, in the mornings. Yeah. Maybe towards the end of the day, a couple of times, but in the mornings, yeah. Yeah. Up and out. Yeah.
1: Brilliant. And, and being up and out, Paul Feely, is. um, asked asked the questions <laughs> yeah, again kind of talking about the organization i think uh, he wants to kind of know uh what, what kind of what did you enjoy eating whilst running and what were you i mean because there are things enjoy it, is a bit
2: of a strong word
1: <laughs> there are kind of like was it mainly the morton and those kind of liquid energy drinks
3: yeah i didn't enjoy eating anything um and uh, to be honest i don't even know what i don't even know what i was eating like um i well, uh, Charlotte would just give me something and I knew I just had to try my hardest to eat it and uh, so I just put it in my mouth and I don't know what it was, maybe little bits of pasta or some sandwiches or and it was, yeah, beta fuel were used mainly on that and yeah, I don't really know what and yeah, I didn't, like I said, I didn't enjoy it like Robbie would be constantly on me um, have a drink, have a drink like offer me the betafield and I'd be so annoyed with him saying it that I'd just I'd take like a litre and a half bottle and I'd just down it in one because then he wouldn't say it again for like a 45 minutes or something and it was yeah there was nothing it's not enjoyable eating when you're when you're running ultras I, I don't find at all so yeah yeah you,
1: nothing because <laughs> you got really bad because Charlotte says you got like bad ulcers at one point as well I think and we can see your lips kind of splitting near the end as well mm-hmm. it kind of Deterioration happening there.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think that always happens to me in, in uh, multi-day stuff. Yeah, my I get big ulcers on my tongue and like my lips all crack open and yeah, um yeah. So some foods and it they kind of zing a little bit, but but yeah, I think once you've done like two or three days on on an attempt like that, you just you just know you've just got to eat. So whatever you're given, you just kind of put in your mouth and if you can't chew it you kind of swill it down with a with a with a bit of water or something so yeah yeah they need to make little pills or something they've got everything well, in, just, in a pill. You know, <laughs> yeah like willy wonka willy, willy, yeah. willy wonka
1: like in the child <laughs> and chocolate factory
3: exactly yeah.
1: <laughs> that's that's what we do
2: so how was your recovery after that amazing run like you said yeah
3: Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I don't think it it definitely didn't feel as bad as the other time. You know, I I think it's for me. It's important to I find it hard not to move. And I think like when we're running every day, I think most like the biggest shock to the body is when you're not moving. So I think uh, I think it was like three or four days when I managed. I started to run again, but just you know, you know, half an hour, three or four days after finishing it. Yeah, because I really notice that if I can move, it, 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 it accelerates recovery, yeah, so, and if I'm, because it must be a shock to the body, yeah, like, we're, we're running every single day, and then if all of a sudden, like, I stop, or we stop running, it, it it must be a real, it's like someone who never runs, and then all of a sudden starts running 10k a day, They're, you know, it'd be a shock to the system, so, yeah, so I think movement helps, so, yeah, so I, I got running and, yeah, pretty pretty soon afterwards and then just built it up, I suppose, kind of slowly. But, yeah, the recovery wasn't – it was okay. It wasn't as bad um, as last time, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It's a hard one to tell because I think those sort of longer efforts, I don't know – in the, I don't know if they sh- they shave off little bits of you, like long term, do you know what I mean? I don't know, like I've seen... You lost some of your person on that A9. So oh, yeah, like... yeah, I don't know, you know, it's interesting. It'd be interesting to speak to some like Carla um, um, about her, the jog and sea I think I think it does take, I don't know what it takes from you, but I think it takes a little bit, a little bit of something from you. And I've seen it happen... Um, like uh, like Pete Koselnik, who who ran across America. I mean that's a, that's a, amazing. I mean that's like six weeks of of it. But you know I've seen it happen, and people people are never the same since. I think you if you're when you're preparing to do something like that, I think you have to kind of understand that it might yeah it might take a little bit from you yeah, yeah. as well yeah it's,
1: it's you're just depleting the body of so much, aren't you, and mm-hmm. doing then- so much
3: also yeah. kind of mentally
2: if you've had that big goal and then you did it like was the, yeah. was it hard to then kind of pull yourself out of that and did you need something else to focus on or how did you deal with it
3: um yeah I think it, for the first time for a long time I probably could well not yeah in terms of running yeah I did feel that like kind of like a bit of satisfaction yeah as well like oh brilliant you know what I mean like but I think what uh, yeah i don't think it makes that much difference because i've said it i think i said in the film like we're we run we run running ultra runners we're running ultras for a reason because we like the pain like it, it, it it's it's addictive that um that state you get in and that that pushing your body and getting to that point where you are so depleted um well me i quite like that so although i'm satisfied that i did that i still i i still have an urge to put my body in that position again because i kind of like that i kind of like that feeling it's like i say it's like it's like self-harm isn't it in, in a way but um so yeah i'm happy i did it but i still want to uh feel fucked
1: yeah if you know what i mean
3: yeah
1: excellent well i mean we've been having a good chat for an hour and we said we'll only keep for an hour at your your daughter's um, house and bedroom, but we got so we it's got one dark
3: scoop in as well, and it's it? getting <laughs> the light, light starting to go. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to stand under the light to make a I difference. I love the fact there.
2: that in the film, like Charlotte says about how you never sit, and I was like, "Well, what's he going to do for this interview?" But obviously, you're just walking around. Yeah, it?
3: standing up. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I did say didn't I like, we were like, "I bet Dan's going to be standing for this." I felt like we're a bit, you know, we're sat on a sofa. We should get our standing desks standing as well. <laughs> <laughs> Out the hill. <laughs> yeah. um, so we got we got the scoop right at the beginning about you're not returning to the 24-hour world champs this year have you got any uh-huh. other
3: big kind of crazy
1: runzo planned. have you got any other kind of big distances kind of like oh yeah Back,
3: yeah w- one thing i'd really and um yeah me and robbie have talked about and richard as well i'd like to do is i'd like to go to Island and, and try and see how close i get to eon keith's record of mm-hmm. ireland uh, top to bottom because um, it feels a bit more like that i get a bit more excited thinking about that rather than running around a track for 24 hours so so that's what i'd really like to do but that's dependent on like whether we're allowed to go into to ireland i think at the moment you have to quarantine for two weeks so mm-hmm. um so if that changes, yeah, I'd like to do that. Um towards the end of the towards the end of the summer.
1: Oh wow, is that, that that soon. well yeah, it's five days mm. at the moment because I know looking for the um Angular okay. okay. which is in Dublin. Um, okay. I've been looking at Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's five days. But hopefully with restrictions beginning to ease a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's being kind of reviewed every three weeks isn't it so uh which would date this interview when people come back to listen to it that we kind I wonder of wonder why we're not
2: allowed
3: to yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's because of covid restrictions if you're listening to this it's nothing
3: it's nothing to do with my criminal record
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the passport control but look at hang on a yeah. second Daniel <laughs> uh, uh, uh. um Brit, oh, oh that'd be fantastic so that'd be awesome to watch if you g- get to do that one and is there any other one you've been it's eyeing up so you got Ireland you fancy. Come on,
2: there's some bigger countries.
3: No, I don't know. I, I think it's uh no, I'd no, I I I'd really like there's one thing I'd really like to do and it I'd really want to try and get close to running over a thousand kilometres on a six day race. Wow. Um so uh six day races don't really happen in the UK at the moment. So but so maybe next year I'd like to try another six day race and yeah and see if I could get close to a thousand kilometres. I think only five people have ever run above a thousand kilometres um in the you know, since time has begun or whatever. So uh yeah, that that would be nice to see if I could get close to that. Yeah. But not on
1: a treadmill now. Sure. <laughs> not in no.
2: a <laughs>
3: yeah, definitely not. Yeah. Fantastic. We oh, didn't Dad. even
2: get a chance to talk about rerun clothing, but if people want to look up go to rerun clothing which you founded, um mm-hmm. there's lots of info on the website, isn't there about what you do? There
3: is. That. Yeah, and yeah, you don't even I mean basically rerun we're just encouraging runners to make their clothes uh, last longer and uh, to get yeah, much more use out of them and not to buy new stuff so much and you know because because that simple act reduces their carbon water and waste footprint by enormously so yeah that's basically what we're saying you don't even have to look us up just just wear your old t-shirts <laughs> and old shoes and don't buy anything new yeah and, and how are the shoes doing What you made i saw on instagram that you tried making a oh i'm loving that yeah i did a cobbler's uh course and uh yeah well, i'm starting to make trainers out of like old Running trainers, yeah, I'm really, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah. What size are you, man? <laughs> it's kind of seven, seven and a half. Okay, yeah, well, maybe I'll make you a pair. They're a bit snazzy. A bit yeah. a bit <laughs> snazzy. They look pretty funky. Though. I haven't seen these.
1: I are. Yeah, so yeah. Again, if you're going to this, get head over to Dan's Instagram. You can see um these shoes it's yeah very they're quite hipster yeah well yeah, they look very 80s it took me back to the 80s when i saw them they kind of was yeah. very 80s vibe with them at them so uh uh-huh. yeah being a child of the 70s 80s was a kind of key fashion time
3: yeah yeah, yeah same here that's what yeah yeah but, i think i think pairs of trainers should look like hot hatchbacks they should be that shape you know they should look like a i don't know an, uh, a Fiesta XR2i or something. <laughs> oh that, yeah, yeah. Peppercorns. So that's, anyway. so i'm glad you said that they look eighties. Yeah, that's that's the whole idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, oh that way, hit them up. <laughs> perfect. Yeah,
1: brilliant. <laughs> that, oh, I mean, it's been fantastic chatting to you. We've kind of been wanting to get you on for uh, a while since we started doing these interviews on a Wednesday, but it's brilliant to finally get you on the chat and to been able to watch the film and. If people haven't yet watched kind of Breaking 10, yeah, head over to Vimo. We'll put the, the link in the show notes. Head over, watch the film. Uh, it is amazingly, ins- I mean, super inspiring, really emotional as well. The, the, the finish is oh, yeah. super emotional <laughs> to, to watch. I mean, yeah. And I when mean, your mum turns up. Oh Yeah, yeah <laughs> your mum turning up as well. That's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, it's complete highs and lows. If people want to try and get, to, uh, you know, to understand what it's like doing these crazy events. It really kind of shines a light into it and yeah, the massive highs and lows of it. So yeah, Awesome job there with Le Jog Fantastic and brilliant film as well and yeah, allowing I the camera Dave crew. For
2: that.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. Allowing the camera crew just to get some of those moments, especially going into the bath with some serious chafing.
2: <laughs> <there>. <laughs> Quite a close yeah. up. Yeah, like...
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, only in the face. Yeah. L- yeah
3: he was standing so. on the taps or something, yeah. With his yeah, exactly. uh watch
1: with my kids. Yeah.
3: Um, um, maybe not,
1: brilliant, <laughs> brilliant Dan. Well, all the best yes, for, for um, if the borders is open and you're allowed into Ireland, you don't yeah, have we'll to be following um, you. With, with that, and also then, yeah, with building up to the kind of trying to clock a thousand kilometers as well. It's been great having you on this evening. Well, um,
3: thanks for having me. Yeah, all right,
1: brilliant. <laughs> if you just so hang on, on Skype when we finish, we'll have a proper cheerio, but we'll end the interview mm-hmm. now here on live on YouTube. Brilliant, thanks very much, Dan. Oh, fantastic. No that problem. was brilliant there. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. If you've been joining us live and um, you say if you listen to it on the podcast as well, always leave a note, um, comment in, in the uh, give some feedback. And if you've been watching it live on YouTube, and you've enjoyed it give us a thumbs up click subscribe as well to keep up to date with what's happening claire's i think back next week um and we'll be back in two we're weeks. back in two weeks time with <laughs> another marcus um <laughs> so it'll be double marcus brilliant thank you very much for joining us thank and you. we'll speak soon cheers now bye
0: hi it's claire here i hope you enjoyed this podcast these live chats take place every wednesday evening at 6 30 p.m uk time on wild ginger running youtube channel and the link is in the show notes Thanks for listening, guys. Have fun, enjoy your run, and I'll see you on the trails.
1: You are getting sleepy. Your CPAP mask is clamped tightly to your face. You will not toss and turn through the whooshing. You will not throw the mask. It's not working, Harold.
0: People who struggle with CPAP have partners who struggle too. Luckily, now there's Inspire. No mask, no hose, just sleep.
1: When I snap my fingers, you will remember to visit inspiresleep.com.
0: Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you and review important safety information at inspiresleep.com.